Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. It's time for the kickoff. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind. A mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind edge. The definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Nazareth, has several decades of fantasy football experience. His website, ffmastermind.com, offers comprehensive fantasy football information, including a preseason drafting strategy guide and weekly in-season fantasy football newsletters. The Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge offers fantasy football picks to click and play. The latest NFL news and much, much more each week during the fantasy football season. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. You lose! Good day, sir! Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge. Michael Nazareth. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is September 19th. This is week three of the 2023 NFL season. My name is Michael Nazareth, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online, of course, at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, my very good friend, very experienced fantasy player and writer, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Well, doing pretty well, considering all the carnage in the NFL this week. I mean, uh, I was telling you just before we came on the air, I had one of my teams that has Richardson, Barkley, and Chubb as my starting backfield and managed to somehow win that game this week. So there's a lot Ouch. of guys out. There are a lot of wide receivers out this week with, with various injuries. So, man, there's some big carnage. You know, I feel sorry for them more so than for the fantasy players. It's just a game for us. It's their livelihood. So hopefully they'll all get better soon and, uh, and have uh, full recovery. Yeah, speaking of uh, all those injuries, I'm not sure if you guys saw the video, of, <laughs> and it was so gruesome that they, uh, that ESPN didn't want to show the replay of it, uh, where Nick Chubb uh, basically had his left knee blown out uh, near the goal uh, against the Steelers uh, last night, and he's gone for the season. Um, you know, it, 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 we hope that he gets better. We hope he still has a career when he comes back. I know he, he blew out his knee back, I think, about six, seven years ago. Uh, so hopefully he can come back. Looks like Jerome Ford is going to be handed the keys right now, but Kareem Hunt is uh, visiting, uh, the former Brown. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if they sign that. But uh, So what's the um, fantasy impact, Chris? Uh, <laughs> if you're a Nick Chubb owner, what do you do? Uh, well, you, you've got to pick up Ford if you can, just because out of all the likely available options on the waiver wire, he's the only one that has a clear path to being an every-week starter and probably a bell cow based on the lack of depth on that team. Like you mentioned, Hunt has been in for a visit. And I, if Hunt doesn't sign with them right now, there is clearly something wrong with him, and not just a relationship thing, because several teams that were running back needy didn't sign him, and there's never going to be a better situation where each side needs each other more than Kareem Hunt right now. He knows the system and everything. If he doesn't go in there and sign right now, 
then Jerome Ford is gold because he's going to go the rest of the way. Um, one guy you might want to keep an eye on uh, who's a little bit more similar to Nick Chubb and running side would be Leonard Fournette, who's still out there. Um, if they decide not to go with Hunt, but Hunt just makes a lot more sense. So you got to try and get him. Otherwise, your other options are hopefully you drafted well, you've got some bench guys, or you start go picking up some of these guys with big upsides that are on the bench right now and hope for another injury. Not hope for another injury, but, you know, wait for another injury. Uh, a guy like Devon Shane down in Miami, you know, backing up an injury-prone Mostert, uh, Raheem Mostert, uh, maybe somebody like that might be available. Zach Moss, in case Zach, uh, Jonathan Taylor doesn't come back. You know, those are the guys you're going to have to count on. They're not going to be Nick Chubb but those are the guys that are going to be available right now on your waiver wire. Yeah, uh, Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski confirmed that Jerome Ford will be the feature back moving forward. Of course, they also do have Pierre Strong, who actually got a score last night after uh, Ford broke off a 69-yard run and was tackled at the one, two plays later. Uh, Strong took it in for the score, but they still need depth, so there's no reason why they can't or they shouldn't uh, re-sign uh, Kareem Hunt. I know that they thought that they lost a step and all, and there might have been some uh, hard feelings, but the bottom line is that we're still talking millions of dollars here, whether he gets a million and a half, two million, three million, whatnot, uh, you know, it, it's a payday, and so it's going to be interesting to see if he does sign there, what happens there, and uh, I don't know, you people out there, if you scan your waiver wire, uh, I scanned all my leagues, and, and Jerome Ford had already been drafted, <laughs> the handcuff in most of the leagues to, to, to Nick Chubb or would have been drafted by other people uh, later in the, in, in the draft. So Pierre Strong might be out there, but I'm thinking, yeah, Zach Moss, a guy, that's a perfect example, right? A guy that just stepped into a full-time role because Deion Jackson had such a, had a tough time in week one. And, uh, you know, he, he had a really nice game inside to help us win our game in Sanex. So there are options out there. you just got to scan your waiver wire there. And, of course, another set of running back, uh, this one at least is on my team, uh, the Giants, not going to miss the rest of the season. Let's hope that it's only a couple of weeks. Adam Schefter said he's out up to three weeks. That's Saquon Barkley with an ankle injury. At the very tail end of the big Giants comeback, he injured his ankle. Matt Bright has stepped in for one snap uh, and it's either Brightwell, uh, I'm sorry, Gary Brightwell or uh, Matt Brighta uh, in New York there uh, for to replace Saquon Barkley. But what's your opinion on what do you think the uh, Giants are going to do, uh, Chris? Oh, I love Matt Breida. I think he's actually uh, – he's not nearly as big and as powerful an inside runner as Barkley, but he might be just as fast, and he's a, really a high-quality receiving back. He's going to fulfill a lot of those Barkley-esque roles, especially in the receiving game. He's going to be a great fill-in, I think. Um, for, for those of you who, who had Barkley, you might have Breida on your bench. The problem is he's not going to be a long-term solution. So he's not really going to be, like we were just talking about for Chubb, a guy you can probably start on and off the rest of the year unless Barkley gets hurt again. But uh, as a Barkley owner, you got to get him and sub him in because he's going to put up, you know, four-man's uh, Barkley-type numbers, probably not as much power, probably as fewer touchdowns. But in a PPR league, he, he'll, he'll serve you well. He'll be, he'll be solid RB2, I think. Okay, uh, moving on over to Detroit, uh, David Montgomery, the former Bear, he bruised his thigh uh, trying to get an extra uh, yardage, kind of twisted it, uh, limped off the field. Uh, the team said he's day-to-day, but uh, I guess he told, probably told the truth by accident when the reporter asked him how long is he going to be out. He said, ah, a couple of weeks. So fantasy impact uh, for Detroit's running game there, David Montgomery. Uh, Chris, what's going to happen? Uh, well, the big thing is that everyone has been wanting Jameer Gibbs to get, you know, a, a big, you know, <laughs> pardon the pun, the lion's share of the work here. Uh, but Jameer Gibbs is probably, you know, looking at maybe uh, alpha back type touches and snaps. But I would not count out Craig Reynolds. Uh, last year when they had Swift and Jamal Williams, 
Craig Reynolds got an awful lot of run when Williams was out of the game, and they were very comfortable with him uh, running inside, running outside. So um, I, I think Gibbs is going to get, obviously, a lot more touches than he has been getting. I don't think he's going to run away with all of the touches, a la what Kyron Williams did down in, 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 uh, in L.A., because I think they really like and trust Craig Reynolds uh, as a running back, especially uh, on interior runs, which is not going to be Gibbs' forte. Yeah, after Montgomery left that game, you're exactly right. Craig Reynolds actually outsnapped uh, Jameer Gibbs the rest of the way and had three carries to only one for Gibbs, although Gibbs uh, did some, catch some passes in that game. But it was almost like Gibbs' role didn't increase at all because they just subbed in Craig Reynolds for Montgomery. But, of course, that was without having any kind of preparation Also, you know, I would think that they would want to expand Gibbs' role a little bit there, but they're going to want to go with two backs there. Uh, over in uh, New Orleans last night, it uh, looked like Jamal Williams re-injured his hamstring and they're saying he's going to be out a while, which means at least a, a week or two. Uh, Alvin Kamara is not due back till week four. So what's the impact there in, uh, for the Saints, Chris? Well, it certainly looked like Tony Jones was going to be the guy in the backfield. Uh, he got virtually all of the snaps in the backfield. looked decent. He's looked decent in small doses before. Um, you saw a big uh, boost in Taysom Hill in the backfield, and I think you, you'll probably see a little bit more of that next week um, with, with Alvin Kamara still out. I think all this does, though, is it probably really accelerates the, the high-end usage of Alvin Kamara when he comes back in week four because they won't be able to ease him in by having him split time with Jamal Williams. So Kamara owners who sat him on your bench uh, in your draft, you're, you're gonna, you might be rewarded as early as week four. Yep, I think so, too, because I don't think Williams is going to come back. That means Kamara's probably going to get most of it. Of course, there's Kendra Miller there, but he's coming off an injury, too. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can actually hit the field and actually uh, play a couple of snaps this coming week. But I think it is going to be mostly Tony Jones. Now, uh, the Rams, uh, the Rams are the Rams with regards to Cam Akers. Uh, we, we really don't know what happened here. Uh, they're saying that everything was fine. There wasn't any kind of dust-up or blow-up, but who knows? You know, they might be keeping this in-house. But the bottom line is that Cam uh, obviously wasn't happy with what was going on in week one where, where uh, he was kind of – Started the game, but then he sat immediately. Uh, the Rams were very suspicious, and <laughs> they used him. He got a garbage time touchdown, and then ten minutes before games begin in week two, um, uh, uh, it was announced that he would be inactive for the game. Uh, the early games, of course, that was for the late game. And Cameron Williams took, sold the show. And now uh, Sean McVay, the head coach, says, hey, we're done with Cam Akers. We're going to do by good by him and try to trade him and, uh, and such. And he's been drawing interest from, including the Browns and, uh, and, and, and three other teams off the top of my head. I can't remember who they are. Uh, I think the Raiders are one of them. But um, what's, uh, what, what is the uh, fantasy future, uh, you think, or whether future team uh, for uh, Cam Akers, Chris? Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised what's going on there because it seems like when he's got more touches in a game, he's been more effective. You know, his part-time roles is where he struggled. Um, it's one of those guys that kind of, you know, if you always say with the big backs, they got to get lathered up before they really get effective. He's not a big back per se, but he, he seems to function like that. And I'm really kind of con- kind of confused as to what's going on. There's got to be something going on behind the scenes, more of a, a personality type of thing, because it seems to run very hot and cold. Uh, with with Cam Akers wherever he's wherever whoever he's had to deal with whatever coaching staff so um, I think it, a change of scenery is going to be best for him I think he's got a future not only in the NFL but as a fantasy valuable back um, it just doesn't appear it's going to be in L A certainly not this year. 
Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where he lands and if he sticks where he lands because, you know, if he brings that – you see, wherever he goes, he's going to bring that personality. So if he's uh, in an RBBC, I don't know, the team uh, might uh, that's acquiring him might want, might want to think twice about that. Uh, let's get to the list of injuries here real quick. And, of course, if you want a complete list of the injuries and stuff that we update almost on a daily basis, uh, you can find that at ffmastermind.com in our premium weekly newsletter. Uh, first one, of course, Joe Burrow seems to tweak his calf late in the game last week, and they're playing a Monday night game uh, against the Rams, uh, hosting them uh, this coming Monday. So we're, we're uncertain with Joe Burrow's going to play in that game uh we'll see anthony richardson with concussion any word from indy on uh, richardson's status for this coming week uh, yet chris uh nothing yet in fact at the press conference today coach steichen uh was very non-committal about it they were he specifically was asked if he clears the protocol will he start on sunday and he was non-committal my guess they've had a player clear the protocol this last week a backup tight end he cleared it on saturday and he still was not active for the game so I'm going to work under the assumption Richardson will not play this week. Uh, that I would be, if you have a Richardson as your starter, you might want to make another point. Yep, Gardner Minshew, Tom, huh? Okay. <laughs> Over in uh, L.A., the other L.A. team, the Chargers, uh, Austin Eckler, uh, his fantasy owners, including myself, are waiting uh, with bated breath to see if he's going to play this week. And, unfortunately, head coach Brandon Staley uh, uh, said that uh, there's no, still no timeline on his recovery from an ankle injury. Now, it was interesting. Eckler last week went on a couple of podcasts that he does uh, saying that, uh, if you got me, don't worry. I'm, I'm, we're, you're going to be good. So we don't know if he's going to come back. Maybe he's just going to take an extra week here and come back the following week, but we need him badly. Uh, Joshua uh, Kelly didn't do very well last week. Of course, it was a very tough assignment against the Titans. Uh, they, they, they shut him down. Um, anyway, moving on over to, to Aaron Jones with a hamstring injury. Uh, we'll see if he practices this week. Kenneth Gainwell with the ribs. He might be Wally Pipped after John Swift's big game last Thursday. We'll see if he practices. The wide receiver core uh, for, for the group of injured players here, Jalen Waddle with a concussion. Uh, Devontae Adams may have a concussion, too. We'll find out tomorrow. Jacoby Myers, his teammate, also has a concussion. He sat out last week. We'll see if these guys can practice and play this week. Christian Watson missed the second game with that hamstring injury. The Packers need him back badly. Uh, Brandon Ayuk uh, with a shoulder. Uh, he uh, sat Monday and was limited in practice today. Uh, they played Thursday against the Giants, so they want Ayuk to come back. We'll see if he can. Uh, he left that game early and then came back and rotated in with a backup, a wide receiver, for the rest of that game, even though he caught three passes. He's not a lock to play, but we'll see. Uh, Brandon Cooks with a knee. Uh, that's an LCL injury. He should uh, uh, hopefully be back here, in, not this week, then next week. Uh, Zay Jones with a knee is also day-to-day. He went back in and played for a while, but uh, couldn't do much. Uh, actually, didn't end up catching a pass at all. OBJ, Odell Beckham for the uh, Ravens had an ankle injury, but they think that he should be able to play this week. And Logan Thomas took a hit that nobody wants to take in the <laughs> in the end zone. He held on to the ball for a touchdown, but took a, it ended up with a concussion. His status is uncertain, and we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with assistance from the definitive fantasy football information service, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com. There's plenty of free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. Co-founder and CEO Michael Nazarek has several decades of experience, including winning four consecutive SI.com Experts League Championships. 
along with tens of thousands of dollars playing in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy football content updated daily, which give you the edge you need to legitimately claim championship. Championship! Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, we also urge everyone to come visit visit us at ffmastermind.com. Our feature flagship uh, uh, feature, actual flagship feature, is NFL QuickBest. Uh, all the NFL news on a daily basis is updated as it happens. Unfortunately, injury stuff is premium for our subscribers. So we got to keep some good stuff for them. Uh, we all we do offer free eye in the sky scanning reports each week, including those that cover the Colts from Chris Rito. Uh, news newsletters, premium newsletters, include um, expanded picks to click and flick. The market feature uh, was a big one this this week too. Uh, rankings on Wednesday updated uh, on. Saturday, uh, injury reports updated throughout the week. Um, the inactives are posted and such for everyone. And of course, we do flex rankings too, updates for everything. The weekly newsletter is $39.95. We'll be having an uh, early season uh, prorated sale probably another week or two on the site. We'll let you know about that. And please follow me on Twitter at FFMastermind. Let's get to week three's picks to click and flick. These are the guys you want to consider starting or sitting, depending on their situation. Give me a couple of quarterbacks you like this week and why, Chris. Okay, for the third straight week, I'm putting Baker Mayfield as my pick to click. I mean, why is this guy available in about 50% of leagues still? He's averaging 20 points per game with zero rushing contribution yet. And this week he plays the Eagles, who surprisingly have allowed the most fantasy points to the quarterbacks in the first two weeks. And it's not really kind of a fluke. This good defense has allowed over 27 points per game to the quarterback since week 13 of last season, finishing the year weak against the pass even last year. So with the Eagles likely to have a lead and turn this into a track meet, I will once again bet on Baker Mayfield and his solid wide receiver options with good volume. And then I'm going to say Lamar Jackson this week. There are some teams that some players just seem to own, and the former Baltimore Colts is the one that the Baltimore Ravens quarterback loves to beat. He's averaging over 32 fantasy points per game in his career versus Indy, and he's also averaging 37 points per game his last three against the AFC South. So I think the Colts' young secondary has shown some vulnerability with even C.J. Stroud lighting them up at will. So I look for Lamar to have one of his patented Lamar games with over 300 yards and a rushing score as well. Yeah, a couple of quarterbacks I like this week. Uh, boy, Matthew Stafford's really been impressive. He's obviously healthy, makes such a difference to having playmakers, and they're young guys too. Puka Nakua, of course, and, and Tutu Atwell. I can't believe we're mentioning these guys, but these are the pickups of the year. But I tell you, Matt Stafford is a great pickup too because if you've got a backup buzz, let's say like Derek, Derek Carr has not been playing very well, maybe even Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, pick up Matt Stafford. He's been he's been producing about 20 points a game there. And guess what? The good times are going to continue this week against a very beatable Bengals secretary. He's one guy I like this week. And Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk, is not a QB1 for the season so far. Oh, he gets the Chargers this week but it's going to be a high scoring game should torch him good so if you got captain kirk start him this week if you need him a couple of guys i'm concerned about this week obviously joe burrow with that calf injury and he is playing the solid ram secondary that is playing uh, uh better than they did last year so it's a it's obviously a caution play i make other plans because it is a monday night we might not know until monday if bird is even going to play and justin fields is regressing uh he's not running as much he's looking tentative in the pocket not hitting his, his targets there a little bit uh, to D.J. Moore last week, 
However, he's playing the Chiefs this week, and they're the team that shut down Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. Uh, boy, I tell you, it, it's just not looking good for Fields. So I'd be careful about starting him this week. Uh, how about you, Chris? A couple of quarterbacks you're not crazy about, and why? Yeah, I mentioned Anthony Richardson earlier. As of tonight, he still hasn't cleared the protocol. And historically, quarterbacks tend to miss one week when they enter the, their protocol. So trends are pretty low that he plays. But even if he does play, the Ravens have been stingy against the pass, even though they're forcing teams to play from behind a bit. They've allowed very few quarterback scrambles so far. Uh, you likely drafted AR5 as your backup with upside. So this is likely a week where your first drafted quarterback will be a better bet, no matter whether he plays or not. And then I'm a little nervous about Jordan Love this week. He's a trendy streamer with a solid fantasy start this year. But if you look behind the numbers, it shows something a little bit different. Yeah, he's tops in the NFL with six touchdowns in two games, but he's 31st in completions and 28th in attempts. That sort of TD rate is just unsustainable. And this week he faces a Saints team that has only allowed one touchdown so far this year and the fourth fewest yards. Uh, this is after 2022 season where the Saints led the NFL in fewest yards and fantasy points allowed to the quarterback. So I think Love gets a bit of a reality slap this week in his first home start. How about uh, – I agree with you on Jordan Love. I'm scared of him, especially if uh, Aaron, Ro- Aaron uh, uh, Rodgers, Aaron Jones <laughs> and Christian Watson still miss that game. Uh, how about a couple of running backs you like and why? Uh, I like Javante Williams this week. There's been no easing him in the lineup this year. He took 65% of the running back touches in week one and 85% this past week. The Dolphins have hemorrhaged yards to the running back so far. They've lost a lot of 135 yards per game, five and a half yards it carries. I look for Denver to ride the run game also to keep Tua and the wide receivers off the field if possible. So it's looking like it's going to be a wet week, rain all week in Miami too, so this should favor the run game. Fun fact, all of Javante Williams' career touchdowns have come on natural grass fields, so I like him this week to get in the end zone for the first time. And then I like Josh Jacobs. A lot of people have been down on him in the Raiders' offense. Someone even wondered in the media if he's a must-start for fantasy. Don't overreact. He's still a stud. He's still a bell cow. He's still a three-down workhorse, elite usage in the passing game. The Raiders may be down his top two wideouts this week as well, so what else do they have? The Steelers' defense swarms the quarterback, but they've allowed the most rushing yards through two weeks so far. So what's the best way to keep T.J. Watt and company out of the backfield? Run the ball. I think Jacobs is going to have a patented high-volume day and reward the patient fantasy owner. Yeah, I agree with that. Chubb uh, was averaging well over six yards a carry before he uh, blew his knee out. Uh, also, uh, anyway, uh, a couple of guys that I like this week at running back, Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs. I know we didn't get much play, especially around the goal line and all, but guess what? The Bears' defense really stinks. They're giving up a lot of rushing yards, and I think Pacheco gets in, into the end zone this week. And Najee Harris, uh, tell poor Najee, uh, was stuffed the entire game except for two decent runs late uh, against the Browns. Well, guess what? The Raiders, their run defense is not very good, and even though uh, Najee continues splitting the carries and such with Jalen Warren. I think Najee has a very good chance to score. So if you're stuck with him, uh, if you're stuck with him, yeah, start him, and hopefully he'll do a bit better. And by the way, uh, you know, we, we've got Javante Williams. i got Javante Williams in a lot of places. and all. We, we just need Sean Payton not to be playing Jaleel McLaughlin near the goal line. <laughs> we need Javante to get a score. Anyway, a couple of guys that I'm concerned about this week, James Conner, uh, Cowboys defense. I mean, whether it's pass or run, they're just stuffing everybody. 
did you see what they did to Brees Hall last week and Dalvin Cook and Michael Carter? It was like they all had like multiple carries for like negative yards. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if all three were ran for like ten yards on the day, but the James Conner obviously you're probably going to start him, but you know ex- don't expect a regular James Conner game. And Damon Pierce has been struggling right out of the gate. Well, guess what? The schedule gets no softer against the tough Jaguars run defense this week, so I wouldn't expect a big game out of Damon Pierce. You're probably still going to start him, but you know it's kind of a cross. Hopefully, maybe he gets 50, 60 yards and maybe a score. I haven't even sniffed anywhere near the end zone yet, but that's what's going on there. How about you, Chris? A couple of running backs you're not crazy about and why? Uh, Gus the Buck. Uh, Gus Edwards going against the Colts. They've, they lead the NFL in the lowest yards per carry allowed, about two and a half yards per carry, and they've been particularly tough inside the tackles for the interior runs. And this is where Gus the Buck makes his hay. So I think he's going to have a harder time finding room to run. And he offers nothing in PPR. I realize he has got zero catches and only two targets since 2020. That's crazy. History does not bode well either. Ravens running back in this matchup have not topped 50 rushing yards since Ray Rice did it in 2011. So I don't like Gus this week. And then I don't like Miles Sanders. He's getting the volume. Number eight in the NFL in carries with two consistent weeks. But he's 19th in rushing and 27th in points per game amongst running backs. Chuba Hubbard's posting near identical numbers on the third to touches. And Chuba was on the field in high-value positions like third down in the goal line on Monday night. So I think Sanders' output is capped and doomed to low efficiency. This week he faces a tough opponent that highlights that inefficiency because Seattle allows the most running attempts, but the third lowest yards per carry at only 2.9 yards per carry. Okay, how about a wide receiver? A couple of wide receivers you like this week and why? Uh, I'm going to give you a couple of guys that are cheap DFS picks or waiver wire ads with good matches this week and some lasting power. First one is Josh Reynolds of the Lions. Falcons have yet to face a team with good wide receivers or a quarterback that's not in his first season starting. I think they're in for a little bit of a rude awakening going into Detroit to play an angry Lions team. Josh Reynolds is finally cashing in on that relationship with Goff from his days with the Rams. He's clearly serving as the number two guy in this high-octane offense. He's either going to see journeyman Trey Flowers or former Lion Jeff Okuda fresh off the injured list. So I like Josh Reynolds to continue his hot play and down the road. Uh, and then I like Tank Dell, the rookie for, uh, for the, the, the Texans. I like his usage. He's got a good connection with C.J. Stroud. Very quietly amassed 10 targets and a host of third down catches last week. He kind of looked like a poor man's Amon Ross St. Brown, actually. Uh, so for a team likely to play with negative game script and high-volume passing games, this guy's a little bit of a target hog. Could be really valuable in PPR, especially this week. They play Jacksonville, who should, again, put them into a passing mode early and often. But Jacksonville has struggled with diminutive, speedy receivers so far. Josh Downs got a lot of targets in week one. Sky Moore had a big game this past week. I like Tank Dell to stay hot and to really be valuable in PPR very quietly down the road. Okay, a couple of guys I like this week. Uh, Jordan Addison, rookie for the Vikings. Hey, he's playing limited snaps, but guess what? Two big plays for two big scores in two big weeks. Well, guess what? I think he's going to make it three in a row against the Chargers. Yeah, everybody's favorite whipping boy. (laughs) Also, uh, you liked Baker Mayfield. I like Baker Mayfield. I like Chris Godwin this week. I know everyone's going to play Mike Evans, and he might score in this game too, but the evil secretary can be beaten. Uh, Kirk Cousins did it last week, and he threw one to Addison, the secondary receiver, and I think Chris Godwin, uh, who's taking the backseat a little bit to Mike Evans, I think he gets into the end zone this week. So if you got Godwin, stick with him. A couple of guys I'm concerned about. Uh, Marquise Brown, uh, Arizona against Dallas. You know, 
it's not looking good, people. Okay, DJ Moore, the Chiefs are going to limit him for uh, for the Bears. Uh, so you know these are guys you might uh, start. You're probably going to start more. Just kind of cross, cross your fingers. Marquise Brown might be your three or four, and I'd sit him this week definitely. How about you, Chris? A couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about, and why? Well, a couple. I like. I don't like any of the Packers wide receivers this week. Jaden Reed is going to be a hot pickup after his two-touchdown game, just like Romeo Dobbs was after scoring twice in week one. But each guy was basically invisible in the other game that he was not scoring in. So with the low success rate and volume that I expect from Jordan Love this week, it's really hard to get excited about either guy with such erratic target share and effectiveness. And that's before you consider that Christian Watson is likely getting mixed in this week as well. I think there's going to be a small pie here this week and a lot more forks in it, so that means every piece is too small to really enjoy. And then I don't like Jahan, uh, Jahan Dotson this week. Uh, he had a lot of buzz in preseason, but he's fourth on a low-volume passing team in yardage, yet to sniff the end zone, averaging seven PPR points per game. Now you get the Bills. They've allowed next to nothing to the wide receiver this year, despite opposing teams having to pass the ball a lot. And what they've allowed so far has nearly all been to the alpha dogs. Secondary targets have been almost invisible and useless for fantasy. I just can't get excited about him unless you're really hurting due to all the injuries at wide receiver. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I'm I'm got John Dotson in one of my main events, FFPC, and we're benching him this week. Um, how about tight end? A couple of tight ends you like this week, and why? Yeah, speaking of Jahan Dotson, here's a guy that's actually outpointed him so far this year, and nobody's got him on the roster. Cade Otten, Tampa Bay. He's very quietly been number three in targets, receptions, and yards for the Bucks so far. He's coming off a career high in catches, six grabs last week. The difficulty Philly has had defending the pass has been documented like already tonight, but they particularly struggle with the tight end. They're the league's worst. They've allowed the most catches and yards to the position, and they're the only team to allow three tight end touchdowns so far, a shocking 26 PPR points per game with the tight end. Otten is the only game at town at tight end, taking 97% of offensive snaps and trust from Baker Mayfield. Go get him off your waiver wire and stick him in or, or your DFS lineup for cheap. And then Hunter Henry, another guy like Mayfield, is startlingly under-rostered right now. He's available in about 25% of leagues and only started in about 60% of leagues despite finishing first and second in the last two weeks in PPR. Now, the Jets are a team that allow a fair amount to the tight end because they shut down the wide receiver so well. So this week looks like another high-volume day with a good chance to score. They have only allowed three passing touchdowns, the Jets have, but two went to tight end. So he's like a, almost a Kelsey-like lock for lineups this week. Yeah, I can't believe Hunter Henry's tight end two for the year, right behind Hawkinson. It's not very far behind him either. I agree with you there. Uh, a couple of guys I like this week. Kyle Pitts, I normally don't like it all, but guess what? The Lions can't stop the tight end. Uh, Pitts is going to score this week. I think this is going to be one of the few games he does well. And Jake Ferguson, he's not uh, playing much. Uh, he is playing, uh, uh, sharing the role with Scootmaker and, and the other tight ends there for the Dallas. But guess what? When they get near the goal line, he gets in there and he scored uh, each of the two weeks. And and I think he's going to score again this week against the Cardinals because they played the tight end very soft. A couple of guys I'd be concerned about, Tyler Conklin, the Jets, the Patriots are very tough against the tight end. Uh, Zach Wilson can't be trusted to get uh, Conklin the ball on a regular basis against the Patriots. And Irv Smith, the Rams play the tight end surprisingly tough. I just don't see Irv doing much, especially if Joe Burrow sits. So I'd look elsewhere there. How about you, Chris, a couple of tight ends you're concerned about this week and why? Uh, second week in a row, Tyler Higby makes this list. He's disappeared in the packing order. He's slid down to at least fourth, if not lower, even with Cooper Cup being absent. And this is while taking the most offensive snaps of anyone on the Rams, not named Stafford. He's been on 92% of the snaps, and he still isn't getting targets. So with that declining usage, he faces a Bengal team that's only allowed 
five double-digit PPR scores to the tight end in the last 14 games. This does not look like the week he suddenly breaks out. I've actually got him outside my top 20 type tight ends this week. And then Ouch. I don't like Juwan Johnson. Yeah, I don't like Juwan Johnson. He's a prime candidate for TD regression anyway after a huge 2022, but he's just simply not getting those looks again in 2023. He's dominating tight end snaps for the Saints. But if you watch carefully on Monday Night Football, he's generally not targeted and was not in the game as often in the red zone or other high-value touches. David Carr's old Raiders teammate, Foster Moreau, was the guy in there instead. So he's not getting those high-value touches. He's way down the pecking order for a team with a great wide receiver crew. So he's a bench or waiver wire candidate until I see otherwise when there are guys getting far more targets around the league that you're probably on your waiver wire. Yeah, I never thought I'd say that too, but uh, in one league, uh, I do have the tight end premium FFPC league. I have Ferguson and, and Juwan Johnson, and I'm going to bench Mr. Johnson for Ferguson this week. <laughs> I'm just hoping that Fergie can get, get in the end zone. All right, one hit wonders at kicker and defense, and let me have them, Chris. A couple of kickers that are about 10% owned across the, the world here is uh, Chad Ryland of New England. The Jets have allowed the most field goals and field goal attempts. And the Jets-Patriots games in Foxborough tend to be field goal fest anyway. So I like Chad Ryland this week. And then Eddie Pinheiro, uh, he had a really nice night on Monday Night Football. Seattle allows a fair amount of field goal attempts. Again, he's coming off a big Monday Night game with several long field goals. So go pick up Eddie and try him, try your luck with him this week. A couple of defenses which are way down the pecking order. Uh, I like Tennessee uh, going into Cleveland. Chubb's freshly out and the way Watson's playing. Oh, I really like Tennessee with Cleveland coming in on a short, or on a, coming home on a short week and a little messed up in the head with the Chubb injury. And then, believe it or not, I like the Raiders this week uh, hosting Pittsburgh. They're the least owned defense in the league. They're the third lowest scoring. But the Steelers' offense is a bit of a house of cards just waiting to collapse. And going on the road out to the desert in a short week, a letdown after that Monday night football win, I like the Raiders to really ratchet up their defense a bit. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually do uh, produce a, a good game and uh, and get Josh Jacobs going and, and the Raiders get a win in their uh, home opener. Yeah, it's been very quiet here two weeks in a row in Vegas with the team on the road. Anyway, thanks for joining us uh, for Chris Rito. This is Michael Nazarek. We'll see you all next week when we offer our Week 4 preview. Good night and good luck to everyone playing this week. Football! Football? You know, a physical sport. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazareth, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Good day, sir! With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.